Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to a surprise edition of Wide Men Can't Score Slash Hoops. This is Tim coming to you from the Great White North. I, of course, missed out on the Sunday show due to, well, gross amounts of incompetence from my internet provider, who, while working in the alley on my neighbor's house, decided to destroy my entire service setup. So I was without internet, television, or a phone. I still have no phone, and it's Wednesday. Uh, Luckily for me, I've got a live mic up for the good old internet, so we can still come on and say our piece. But that, of course, wouldn't work on Sunday, as I had no internet on Sunday. But I digress. Uh, Let's go right to the goodness. Uh, While I was gone... The NCAA 64 bracket was filled out. A few surprises, a few what does, but uh, all things considered, uh, not all that bad, as one has got to realize. Uh, there was a lot of parody this year in the uh, NCAA men's basketball division one. And uh, so I don't doubt that making these seeds was pretty tough. Uh, I don't have too much argument with the number ones. Um, One may argue that uh, perhaps Michigan State may have seen the number one, but (sighs) that's a semantics argument. I would argue that you could make the discussion that Duke, uh, despite the fact that they won their conference tournament and all that, uh, have lost, what, five times this year, I believe? So there's room to poke a hole in every team's uh, seating. Um, But we're not really here to do that. So let's just say that... uh, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, and Gonzaga is the final four is not that bad. Uh, you know, Michigan State, you know, did have six losses, but so did North Carolina. Duke had five. Uh, Virginia and Gonzaga only three, but, of course, Gonzaga not playing the competition of the other three teams. But um, I'm okay with that. In the twos, uh, Tennessee – Uh, Kentucky, I believe it was, Michigan, and uh, Michigan State. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm not a big Tennessee fan. I'm not much of a believer in Kentucky. Michigan has got a good team as long as they don't have to play Michigan State. Um, And then after that, well, you can make the the case for, um, for anything after that if you're so inclined. Uh, Let's bring up the bracket here. Nothing really stands out too much in the first round. Uh, I think St. Louis and Virginia Tech could be an interesting game. Uh, That is in the east. Uh, In the south, I don't know how Oklahoma as a nine is a bit of a giggle for me. I think they'll be gone. 
Uh, I don't really see any upset. St. Mary's at Villanova. There's one. Um, I can see that as a possible defeat. Uh, Cincinnati looks pretty decent. Uh, Tennessee over Colgate in the first round. No problem there. Over in the West, um, maybe Murray State over Marquette, possibly. Uh, Vermont's another uh, bracket buster for my two cents. Uh, and after that, I, I would t- I also pick Florida over Nevada. That's a 10 over 7. And in the Midwest, I didn't really see anything jump out at me. Uh, I mean, New Mexico State and Auburn, but after the beating, Auburn laid on Tennessee. I uh, kind of changed my mind on that one. Um, Ohio State's not very good. Uh, you might go Houston and Georgia State, possibly. Houston, a bit of an unknown. Uh, you might pick Wofford uh, to lose to Seton Hall. That's also a possibility. Wofford, uh, don't really know what we've got there. Uh, but all in all, the uh, 64 shaping up, I would have to say, after I filled out my bracket, much to my chagrin, um, I had Duke in the final against uh, North Carolina with Duke winning. Oh, that pains me. Uh, somehow I, I ended up with Duke and Michigan in my on my uh, one side, uh, and somehow Purdue and North Carolina on the other side because I just don't like Virginia. And I don't see 10. I'm not a Tennessee fan either. So somehow Purdue got in. That's probably going to kill me, but I stand by it. Uh, so that's that. Uh, look at that. That, of course, all ramps up starting tomorrow. Um, forget about your family and your friends and your sleeping because you won't be getting any starting tomorrow. Um, after that, we'll head to the hockey as I miss, oh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and most of Tuesday due to my downtime, which I can't even begin to tell you how much that kills me. But, uh, in that time, not too much changed. Uh, things evened up a little bit more. As far as the playoff picture is concerned, I'm just going to have a quick uh, pull up the standings, see if we got how to use the internet. Uh, we now have uh, in the East, Tampa Bay has clinched, and New Jersey, Detroit, and Ottawa are all out of the playoff picture. Uh, the Rangers, Buffalo holding on by the slimmest of threads. Uh, The Panthers and the Flyers hanging on. And the Canadians a point behind Columbus for the last wild card with eight and nine games left for those teams, ten for Buffalo. But Buffalo's done anyway. In the West, Calgary and San Jose have both clinched a playoff spot. And the Los Angeles Kings have been eliminated. Um, the Ducks 
hanging on by a microscopically 10,000 micron sized thread. The Euler's thread is slightly bigger, but not much. Uh, the Canucks slightly bigger than the Oilers by a point. Uh, Chicago, two points ahead of Vancouver. Colorado, two points ahead of Chicago. Minnesota, one point ahead of Colorado. Arizona, one point ahead of Minnesota. So you've got uh, the last place uh, wildcard team has 78 points, and the Ducks have 69. So that's nine points with eight games left. Still mathematically possible. But you've pretty much got to win out. Uh, for the Ducks to, uh, the most they could end up with would be, what, 85 points, which means any combination of Arizona wins and Anaheim losses more than four eliminates the uh, the Ducks. The Oilers are slightly better. They've got, uh, what, 89? Right, nine games left. They can get 18 more points. So that's 89, 11. So they're on a five and a half. So any combination of Arizona wins and Edmonton losses or overtime losses. So basically, their their magic numbers. Let's just call it six. The Canucks are seven, and the Blackhawks would be eight. So they're still, you know, four points behind. You still got a shot with ten games left, but you still, you know, it takes you two games to make up the difference. That leaves you eight games. You can only afford. To win, you know, four, you can only afford a couple of losses, and you can't afford any if the other team keeps winning. And that's the whole problem in this whole scenario. Uh, the Oilers have been on a – I mean, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10, but they've lost two in a row. And uh, the teams in front of them went uh, – the Canucks only went 4-4-2, four, four and two, but they had a few points on them. Blackhawks went 6-3-1. and one. The Avalanche went 500. But the two teams they're really chasing in the wild card, Dallas is seven two and one, and the Coyotes are six three and one. So they didn't they they made up absolutely nothing going six and four. And now they got absolutely bombed last night by the uh, St. Louis Blues of seven to two. Uh it was ugly. Um the Oilers basically mailed it in. Uh they're out of juice and I I said they were done two weeks ago. They're totally done now. They've got Columbus tomorrow night, who, of course, is in the middle of a trying to hold on to their wild card spot. I don't see that bearing very well for them. Um, I'll say the Oilers and the Canucks will be out by Sunday, and we'll be down to the nitty-gritty for the final week and a half of the season. Uh, let's look at uh, Tampa Bay's won five in a row. They're on fire. Bruins, as usual, 7-3 in their last 10. Toronto Maple Leafs have been sucking mightily lately. Uh, they've had a horrific week. They got pounded by uh, 
Ottawa on Saturday, and they lost to Nashville three to nothing. Uh, they had squ- had got a win against, uh, uh, I think it was Chicago in there. Uh, but then they had lost previously to that big time, and then they had lost to Tampa. Uh, they have they have Toronto has not not played well. Hopefully for Leafs and Leafs fans, uh, this is the slump before the playoffs start, and not the one that happens during. That sometimes happens to the Leafs. Uh, the Capitals are, are eight and two in their last ten, and rolling. The Penguins have went uh, out of uh, hunting for a wild card to. Eh, they're looking pretty safe. Uh, they've went six two and two in their last ten. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, with their ridiculous celebrations after wins, are seven two and one. And uh, Columbus who is trying to hold on to that last wild card, has lost two games in a row and are 4-5-1 in their last 10 and doing everything they can to throw it away. Um, uh, I've been told that we have a huge Columbus fan uh, on a wide man network, so hopefully we can get him on. I believe his name, if I remember correctly, was Zach. Uh, I want to say... Zach Hunter, but I'm not sure if that's correct. But, uh, Zach something, anyway. Uh, I look forward to talking to him if he's game. Uh, I certainly am. Um, Columbus is uh, one of those franchises we don't get to hear a lot about. Uh, because they are where they are geographically, and, well, they haven't been the greatest team in the world. So you miss out on that. But uh, quite the atmosphere at their games with a good old cannon. And they got a pretty good team. Got a half-crazy coach. Makes for a fairly entertaining time at the good old game. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, last night's games. As there was some shenanigans going on again last night. Uh, the Boston Bruins. Rolled into the New York Islanders home building and kicked the shit out of the Islanders. Five to nothing. Owned them. Uh, just a total domination. Ridiculous. Uh, Islanders got 13 shots on net. 13. Well, the Bruins had 39. Just all out. You know, the Bruins play like this. They're going to be tough. Tough, tough, tough in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not a Bruin fan, but uh, give credit where credit is due. Uh, the Red Wings walked into New, uh, New York. What is it with New York? Walked into Madison Square Garden and uh, took out the Rangers 3-2 to two in a totally meaningless game of bottom feeders. But, God, you got a feel for Henny uh, Lundquist. Unless you don't like him, of course, like me, in which case you don't care. Um, never going to get that cup, Henrik. You're going to have to take that uh, trip to another team. The uh, Islanders are Islanders. The Rangers are in rebuild. And uh, you're not going to see the playoffs if you're lucky, let alone Stanley Cup. Uh, the Flyers, who were had a chance to climb within one point of the Canadians for the last wild card, 
uh, Montreal came into Philadelphia and took it to the Flyers. Three to one. Carey Price, of course, give him a lead, and he's almost unbeatable. Uh, the Flyers just couldn't, uh, quite simply, couldn't get the, couldn't get the puck by him. Uh, pretty even shots wise. Thirty-three for Philadelphia, thirty-five for Montreal. So Carter Hart played well for the Flyers. So for once, goaltending didn't totally kill them. They just uh, couldn't score. And uh, that's what it's all about, especially this time of year. If you can get that goaltending, you are in heaven. Uh, the Penguins, looking for points, went into Carolina and had the Hurricanes beat, but blew it and lost in the shootout. Carolina got those important two points, and then, of course, we were treated to a stunning rendition of the uh, of the old duck hunt game. I'm not even going to begin to describe what happened there, except, of course, we know uh, that the Hurricanes like to do their goofiness um, if they win the games. And I thought it was, uh, let's not go there. But anyway, I said the Penguins had a 2-1 lead going late. Uh, Carolina scored with a minute and 50 left within the last two minutes anyway and held on in the OT and then got the win in the shootout when Doogie Hamilton scores the only goal of the shootout that's somewhat frightening not known for his offensive abilities the Capitals just keep on rolling they've pulled into New Jersey nice 4-1 win over the Devils uh, night off for Braden Holtby. Uh, nothing on the sheet for Mr. Ovechkin. No goals. So he's still hovering. Uh, I can't remember where he's at. 46? Is anyone? 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 48. So two to go. He'll probably he'll still make that. It's going to take him another day or two. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And yet another must-win game. Seems like the 14th one this year. Going to St. Louis after being kicked around in Vegas on Sunday night. 7-2 to two for the Blues. Uh, I just don't know. I, I've said this several times on this show. The Edmonton Oilers, I, I, I just... I can't figure them out. Uh, they give up 44 shots to St. Louis. Only get 17, despite the fact of this, you know, this never-ending talk about how great their top three forwards are. Um, I have to assume that the Edmonton Oilers' young guys are just wiped. Uh, Dreisaitl was a minus two with nothing. Uh, two shots on that in 22 minutes of ice time, which, <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a minute. McDavid, goose eggs, and a minus one with one shot on that in 22.50 of ice time. And then Nuge, he had a goal, but was still minus one. Uh, he only had one shot on net, and he played 18 minutes and 52 seconds. Um, somebody has got to try to explain to me 
how a team that needs goals that can't score outside of Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid on the occasional throw-in by Nuge, why the next two ice time guys on the team are Zach Cassian with 17 minutes, although he did have a goal, but it was a, I don't know, a bit of a fluke in my opinion. And Milan Lucic, who managed to get 14 minutes of ice time. 14 minutes of ice time for a minus one, no shots on net, and 15 penalty minutes after he took an absolutely ridiculously retarded uh, boarding penalty against Schwartz for no particular reason and nearly killed the guy. And how he hasn't been suspended yet, I have no idea, because he should be. A total goon play, where even the Oilers uh, guys were, they couldn't defend him. There just was no room to do so. Um, that being said, uh, I said uh, 44 shots for St. Louis. Uh, Miko Koskinen lets in a few weekies on 20 shots. That's in three. Stellaris goes in. He lets in four and 24. No help there. And the Blues cruise to the easy win. Uh, not what you want to see if you're an Oilers fan. Another night of what ifs and might have beens. The Toronto Maple Leafs rolled into Nashville looking for a win. Uh, this must have been one hell of a defensive struggle. I couldn't watch this game. wasn't available here. A grand total of 39 shots on net for both teams. Uh, the Preds won three to nothing, but I believe the third goal was an empty netter. Uh, maybe not. No, it wasn't. Still, all right. So three, they give up three. You, you say, okay, well, three, that's pretty good. But it really isn't when you only on 20 shots. Um, it's got to be better than that. Uh, Toronto tightened her up defensively quite a bit after giving up like I said, six and whatever it was the other night before that, six, I believe. But uh, still searching in Toronto. A lot of firepower there, but when the firepower's not going off, not much else to talk about, which isn't good. Uh, so the Leafs go down. they still got 91 points, and they're safe, but they haven't been playing very good lately. A little bit nervous about the Leafs. Uh, in a battle that really – in the, one of the games that did actually matter – uh, Colorado goes into Minnesota and gets the win, three to one. Um, good goaltending on both sides. There's only four goals on uh, 71 shots. Uh, Minnesota, of course, does not have a lot of firepower. Certainly not of the likes of Colorado. Although Rantanen and McKinnon were both uh, pointless. In tonight's game, or last night's game, the uh, Colorado defense stepping up, getting two goals uh, from Ian Cole and Tyson Berry uh, for the win. So a big win for Colorado, keeps them alive. Um, and a chance for Minnesota to gain a little more ground on and keep their wild card intact. Uh, like I said, now they're only a point ahead of Colorado, and that is anybody's spot at this point. Um who knows? That's going to go right down to the wire. Uh, the Florida Panthers stuck again 
yet again in mediocrity. Uh, roll into Dallas. 4-2 win for the Stars, who are slightly better than mediocre, but that's about it. Uh, but they got goals from the guys who are supposed to. Uh, ben had a marker. Radulov had two. Both of Florida's goals scored by Alexander Barkov, who now has 32 on the year and has got to be one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, of course, most of that is because he plays in Florida and nobody sees him. And in the final game of the night, Columbus, who desperately needed the points, went into Calgary and were on the short end of a 4-2 Calgary victory. Uh, David Riddich, solid yet again for the Flames. Well, Bobrovsky didn't look too bad in a couple of weekies, but uh, well, overall not that shabby. Uh, good win for Calgary. Uh, they continue their fight for uh, first place at home ice throughout against the uh, Sharks. Uh, they are now um, three points ahead of San Jose. Nine games to go. And uh, Columbus with the loss. They blew a chance to uh, gain a little ground on Montreal. And there's still one point separating Columbus and Montreal. I wonder if they play each other yet this year. That one might end up being the telltale there for who makes the wild card and who doesn't. Let's do a quick check. Columbus does have Montreal next Thursday. That's going to be a a dandy. So they've got a pretty weak schedule. we got Edmonton, Vancouver. The Islanders haven't been playing very well. Montreal, okay, that's a biggie. Nashville, okay. Buffalo, kind of crappy. Boston did. Rangers crappy. Ottawa crappy. Say Carolina's got a. Or Columbus definitely. Uh, if they don't make it, it'll be because of them, not because of anything else, because they've got all the chances in the world. Uh, all right. So that pretty much leaves us uh, where we're at there. Tonight, there is four games in the NHL. Let's take a quick look at them before we call it a day. Of course, the Great White North is retired after sitting up all night staring at empty screens and wishing he had television to watch. Uh, Toronto rolls into Buffalo. Uh, Toronto and Buffalo, always a good game. Um, the Leafs really need a win. They need a win bad. Whether they're going to get it or not, I don't know. That should be a good game, but I'll take Toronto to finally get their act together. Uh, but a total of meaningless game otherwise. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. A little uh, Eastern Conference final preview, perhaps. Uh, Tampa Bay rolls into Washington. Good game. Should be a good game unless somebody decides they don't really need the game. We would rather just let that one slide. Now let's see. The starting goalies are Vasilevsky and Copley as of now, but that could change. That's not a game time yet. Uh, in the Toronto-Buffalo game, we've got uh, Sparks in that for Toronto and Hutton for Buffalo. So, hmm, who knows? Um, in the Battle of the Basements, or close, 
the Senators are in Vancouver to play the Canucks. The Canucks still have an outside chance, so that's a big game for them to keep the dream alive and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, two more points, let's say, for Vancouver would put them... Well, it's still be four points back with eight games to go. Possible, not likely, but possible. And in the late game, the Jets are in Anaheim to play the Ducks. Uh, the Ducks are out of it. Jets um, trying to hold on to first in the Central. Well, they're only a point ahead of Nashville, so that's a fairly important game for Winnipeg. Uh, to get two more points and build a little more of a cushion in between themselves and the Preds. So that's uh, that's the Thursday or the Wednesday night hockey situation. Now let's jump ahead quickly before we call it a day. Um, back to the NCAA. The uh, Thursday games. Well, tonight, first off, the in the playoff uh, wildcard matchups is uh, North Carolina Central against North Dakota State for the 16th seed, and uh, St. John's against Arizona State for the number 11 spot um, in the East. Uh, that's uh, North Dakota, North Carolina in the East, Arizona, St. John's in the West. Uh, then tomorrow, we have. Of course, a slew of games. 16 beautiful games. Uh, starting at 10:15 on CBS. Minnesota, number 10 Minnesota at number 7 Louisville. Could be an interesting game. Louisville uh, had some real high highs and some low lows this year. Minnesota, average at best. But teams that don't get to play each other very often. You never know. Uh, then we got Yale at number 14, Yale at number three, LSU. We got number 12, New Mexico State at number five, Auburn, fresh off their spanking of Tennessee. Uh, number 13, Vermont against number four, Florida State. Florida State, of course, losing to um, Duke in the ACC final. Uh, then we have Bradley, number 15, Bradley at Michigan State. Bracket Buster Bradley. Check that one out. I think Michigan State will win. That one could be closer than it looks. Uh, number 11, Belmont against number 6, Maryland. That also could be closer than the seeds appear. Uh, Northwestern at Kansas. Kansas should handle that. Murray State against Marquette. Here's my upset of the day. Murray State will take out Marquette in the first round. Florida and Nevada. Uh, that's going to be a tight one. Could easily go Florida's way. Uh, number 15, Abilene Christian at number two, Kentucky. No-brainer there. Uh, this is also a bracket buster potential. Number 11, St. Mary's at number six, Villanova. don't know that Villanova is all that good. Uh, number 16, Fairleigh Dickinson at Gonzaga. Number 15, Montana at number two, Michigan. Number 10, Seton Hall at number 7, Wofford. Number 14, Old Dominion at number 3, Purdue. And number 9, Baylor at number 8, Syracuse. Those games are all on CBS, True TV, Turner, 
TNT or TBS, depending on where you live in the United States. And if you're like me and you live in Canada, all the games are on one network, four channels running simultaneous, ESPN, take a lesson. That's how it should be done. Or American broadcasting, however you want to look at it. Friday's matchups in the first round. Iowa, number 10, Iowa, number 7, Cincinnati. Number 9, Oklahoma at number 8, Ole Miss. Number 14, North Kentucky at number 3, Texas Tech Red Raiders. UC Irvine, number 13 at number 4, Kansas State. Number 15, Colgate, the toothpaste guys at number 2, Tennessee. Uh, Your friendly accountants at Gardner-Webb, number 16 against number 1, Virginia. Waiting for Virginia to dance out of there, but it won't be uh, against uh, Gardner-Webb. Uh, you know, to be determined yet, of course, by tonight's games, uh, whoever wins the number 11 spot there between so SJU and ASU will play number six ranked Buffalo. Uh, number 12, Oregon will play number five, Wisconsin. Uh, number nine, Washington out of the Pac-10 play number eight, Utah State. Uh, of course, the 16 seed uh, between the uh, I can't even remember. North Central, somebody in North Dakota, somebody, I believe. Doesn't matter. We'll be playing Duke. Uh, Georgia State, number 14, and number three, Houston. Don't know how good number three, Houston, really is. Not sure. That's a bit of a mystery. Uh, Number 12, Liberty, and number five, Mississippi State, possible bracket buster. Uh, 16, Iona, at number one, North Carolina. Number nine, UCF, at number eight, VCU. Number 11, Ohio State, at number six, Iowa State. And number 13, St. Louis at Virginia Tech. Those are your Friday games. So if that ain't enough to keep you interested, I don't know what's wrong with you. Something, something big, something horrific, something horrible, because that is enough basketball goodness for anyone. Throwing a few games of hockey and a little bit of NBA uh, later that night or during the night, what more do you want? All right, college football and NFL. Well, sure, of course. Uh, tonight in the NBA, might as well make this an entire sports special. Uh, the Bucks on the road to Cleveland. The Pelicans on the road to the Magic. And a real barn burner of a setup tonight from the Wells Fargo in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ex home of Tom Robinson. The Celtics are in Philadelphia to play the 76ers. The upstart Utah Jazz. Go into lowly Madison Square Garden and laugh at the New York Knicks. You might not win the game, but they laugh at the New York Knicks. You may lose because they're too busy laughing. Uh, the Washington Wizards going to Chicago to play the Bulls. The Rockets are uh, on the road to play the Grizz. Uh, Miami Heat uh, in San Antonio to play the Spurs. The Raptors, which should be a really good game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, so 10 for you Easterners, the Dallas Mavericks on the road to the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers reminds us, me of us here at White Men Can't Jump Radio Network. Trailblazers. Because when three guys this big go through the bush, you can't help but notice. There's a path, all right, ladies and gentlemen. A path indeed. Well, 
I got a quick good look at the NCAA, the NHL, the NBA. Uh, I could cover darts, curling. I don't know, rugby, soccer, uh, the World Chess Championships, uh, the uh, pass-punt-kick competition, whatever you want, let me know. More than happy to talk about it if I can find it. A lot of it I do uh, look at for my own personal gratification. Just don't talk about it here on the show because I know a lot of you don't care. But if there is something you care about, let me know, or a team you want to hear more about, give us a shout. And we'll take care of you. So, with that note, I think for another day, we're going to call it a day. We'll be back tonight with Wide Men Can't Jump, where we won't talk about hockey, but mostly I'm going to guess a little bit of NBA and a whole lot of NCAA. So, with that, that's it. That's Tim. Have a good one.